Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a library, yeah, standing there behind the counter willing to help with all the problems that I encounter. And welcome to our Books and Beyond Music Month special. This is your host, Alison, and I'm joined in the virtual studio today by a very special guest from the Auckland Libraries, Marilyn Portman. Kia ora, Marilyn. Kia ora, Alison. Thanks so much for inviting me along today. Oh, this is great. It's lovely to see you. Now, Marilyn is our senior librarian music, and she's based in the Central City Library, uh, and she's with the Heritage Engagement Team. She's had a stellar career with Auckland Libraries, and she's agreed to be on the show today and to talk about what's going on this month, plus to chat about a few book, a few music books in literature. But um, first, Marilyn, can you tell us what's planned for New Zealand Music Month? Um, you know, this is the month uh, where we celebrate the music industry and the fact that music binds us together as humans. Yes, and I think there's a little bit of music in all of us, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one highlight for New Zealand Music Month this year is an online exhibition called From the Pit. This is an exhibition of about 80 or so images of performing musicians taken by some live music photographers from across the country. It's being exhibited at 46 of our libraries and community and arts centres across the Moti. Um, and you can go onto the From the Pit website and find out the locations. So they've got a map there. And um, so you can find out where it's showing. Yeah, now, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um, those photos are amazing. Um, and the website is uh, just from the pit.co.nz. Yes. And the other thing um, that we've been working at at the Central Library is um, a series of four videos we've recorded in the basement. It's just an amazing environment um, featuring young and up and coming musicians. Um, it's called Kamua Kamuri, Basement Edition, and it fits in perfectly with the theme of Music Month, month which is Level Up. So these videos are a way of raising the profile of these talented artists and encouraging them in their musical careers. Now, hopefully these will be posted on the Auckland Library's YouTube channel over May. Right. And then um, we've also relaunched our Thursday Heritage Concert Series. And this is really exciting after so long where we had to put them in recession. Um, so this this coming next one is on the 12th of May featuring the composer Carl Stephen. And uh, the exciting thing is not a, he, he won the sort of scroll of mm. his black hands sweep. And uh, we're going to be having the musicians who actually recorded that performing. Um, and we'll be interviewing him after afterwards too. Um, and then the concert on the 26th of May features Francis Lee Joe, and that's Charlotte Francis on violin and Gemma Lee on the piano. 
And their concert is inspired by the 2019 art exhibition called European Journeys that was at the Auckland Art Gallery featuring the work of New Zealand artist Frances Hodgkins. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Um, And, yeah, just getting back to Carl Stephen, I just adored the Black Hand Suite when Mm -hmm. I first heard it. It's very evocative, isn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. Oh, can't wait to see those. Yes, and then um, there's also the last thing for Music Month is music historian Gareth Shoot, and he'll be running his historic music venues tour again during the month. Um, That's in collaboration with Auckland Live. And this tour, uh, it's a walking tour, So it covers the history of Auckland's live music scene throughout the central city, extending back to the variety shows in the early 1900s through to jazz and rock of the 50s and 60s, coffee lounges, and on to the emergence of punk, R&B and dance music. So there's a real feast of music stuff happening around. Now, both the concerts and the tours are free events, but you will need to get tickets for them, and you can just do that online. That sounds great. Oh, it's so exciting. So now, um, Marilyn, can you tell us what sort of music resources uh, would be available at Auckland Libraries? Well, it's a real treasure trove for the musician and music lover at Auckland Libraries. We have got so much. We've got the physical sheet music. Um, It reflects the really broad spectrum of genres that we have, from Elizabethan love songs right through to the latest heavy metal um, in a variety of formats. So we've got for choirs and for orchestras and for different levels of ability so we've got the tutors from for the beginners right through to the professional musicians so we cater for everyone Uh, we have really good digital resources too we've got the oxford music online for researchers and we've got strange music with the national uh sorry the naxos music online Mm. uh, And, of course, a huge variety of music-related books and magazines which are accessible um, online. So we've done a special curated curated lists on the Overdrive platform, um, which is really great, especially for Music Month. And, of course, I just have to mention that we have a wealth of music-related material in our heritage collections, which is, um, of course, accessible through Kura, and that's our Heritage Online database. And that is really worth checking out, isn't it? Kura is amazing. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, yes, so it is. It's a wonderful resource. So if um, a customer um, came to the library or phoned you up or something with a, a query and said, I don't know, for example, look, I'm trying to find a recording of the Leningrad Symphony, but I'm not sure where to start, what, what should a customer do? Well, if you're courageous and <laughs> want to give catalogue a go, you can simply do a catalogue search for Leningrad Symphony and then refine your search by material type. So if you're wanting a CD, you can um, refine it for that or if you're wanting the sheet music, you can refine it for that. Um, our catalogue is wonderful. It's really easy to use. And, of course, our staff are always available to help you. 
Yeah, it, that's great, isn't it? It's good to know that you've got the backup of, of the staff who yes, are yes. used to doing these sort of things. Yeah. Okay, and then what about if, a, say, a customer wanted to borrow, say, the piano score to a, I don't know, to a Beyonce song? Well, again, you can do a catalogue search for the title of the song and then refine your search by material type, which in this case would be sheet music. If the song is a basic title like I Love You, mm-hmm. that um, be a little more challenging. And in that case, I'd just do a search for Beyonce and refine it um, by sheet music. And then you can go through each record. We've got the contents of um, each of the albums there. If you knew the title of the album that the song came from, that might be some help as well. Oh, that's yeah, great advice and really good advice about narrowing down mm. your search. So you can start with Beyonce and then just narrow, narrow, mm. narrow. Oh, cool. And I guess the thing for people to remember is that they can always ask library staff to, to help them and they can phone us, uh, phone the Library Connect team or they can even send us an email. And um, of course, details of our phone numbers and email addresses are right down the bottom of the front page of our website aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and um, there's a, a section called contact us so that that will give you all your your details oh look wonderful thanks for that Marilyn mm-hmm. so look now let's move on to some must read novels for music lovers because music fiction is a, a really popular genre and more and more is being published every year now, about even 150 years ago, the poet um, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said that um, music, <clears throat> excuse me, is the universal language of mankind, and um, we're sort of seeing this all the time in in the continue continuing popularity of musical themed books. People just can't get enough of them, so we thought we'd start with have a look at three musical theme books today, two older ones and one brand new, hot off the press. So um, let's throw a question out there. What do the following books have in common? So I've got The the Conductor by Sarah Quigley, An Equal Music by Vikram Sait, and Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. So that's a good quiz for you, Marilyn. (laughs) Well, I can start by saying they're all very different genres of novels. <laughs> sort of the opposite of what your question is. <laughs> the conductor is an historical fiction, or I'd call it faction. Faction, um, yeah. And equal music is a romance, mm. and Run, Rosie, Run is an action thriller. But each of these music books have the thread of music running through them, and um, I think they provide a really special and unique insight into the whole world of music and and the world of the musician. Mm. Mm. Um, but each book has a companion soundtrack and I think that adds such a depth um, to the reading. So the conductor includes a symphony number no. seven by uh, Shostakovich, better known as the Leningrad Symphony. And equal music features 
Beethoven's string quartet in C minor. That's the major one that, it, well, C minor. But <laughs> yes, oh, I got that. <laughs> yeah, features highly in the in the novel, but um, it also mentions the works of Bach and Mozart and uh, Brahms as well. And then Run Rosie Run includes a downloadable album of the same name by Dolly Parton and um, that contains songs that were specially written to accompany the story. Yeah, you know, I've really enjoyed listening to the the soundtracks while reading these books. My favourite one is probably the Beethoven String Quintet in C minor. I was really fascinated by the addition of the extra viola to a string quartet um, in order to, to make the quintet. And I found that the resulting tone was so rich and kind of mellow. Um, and of course, for, for fans of the violins, there, there's still plenty of high notes. <laughs> but I did have to say that my blind cat, Ray, who has extremely good taste in music, he really <laughs> loves Beethoven's string quintet in C minor. <laughs> Yes, uh, that extra instrument uh, just makes all the difference. Mm. Well, for me, it's the Leningrad Symphony. Mm. Uh, that would have to be my favourite, partly because of the story um, behind it. In 2011, I'd read the book, and then it just so happened that the NZSO were performing it at the town hall. So I went along. It was conducted by Vasily Petrenko, the uh, Russian mm. conductor. And for me, it was just so moving having read about the conditions that um, the symphony was written under and, and originally performed. It came to life for me, and I could imagine the symphony blaring out on the speakers as Leningrad was being taken, uh, sort of as an act of defiance, you know. Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and there's something about seeing live music performances. They're often so memorable, aren't they? And, you know, and they bring stories behind the music to life, Mm. something really special about it. Now, so getting back to our our novels, um, another thing that they all have in common, um, they um, describe things like danger, desire, loss and and hope. And each one of them I found to be a a terrific read. Yes, absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, let's start about, um, let's start with um, The Conductor by Sarah Quigley. So now um, she's a, a New Zealand New Zealander, but she lives in Berlin. And um, this book, The Conductor, is set in 1941 when Nazi troops were marching on Leningrad and they surrounded surrounded the city. And Hitler's plan at this stage is to shell and bomb and starve the city into submission. And most of the cultural elite are evacuated really early in the siege. But Dmitry Shostakovich, who's the most famous composer in Russia, stays on to defend his city. He's um, digging ditches and, and keeping a lookout for enemy activity. And at night, he, he's composing a new work, um, a symphony. And he's a very driven man at the best of times, but this musical work becomes all-consuming. And so when Shostakovich and his family are forced to evacuate the city, 
only a few of his musician friends are left behind in, in Leningrad to face a, a terrible freezing winter. And they start rehearsing um, his the finished score of his Leningrad Symphony. And it's um, conducted by a character called Carl Eliasberg, who is known as... Um, uh, perhaps unfairly, as a somewhat of a second-rate conductor. Yes. So the, the main orchestra um, had fled and the official conductor had also gone with them. So there they were left with this ragtag um, group of, of musicians. I mean, the reality of the, of the difficult and challenging circumstances portrayed in this novel, it's just quite remarkable how the desire and the determination to keep creating music was so strong it defied all odds and who would have considered performing a symphony with just 14 half-starved musicians it was so important to them and even to get the final completed score to the conductor was a mission in itself, had to be dropped by plane into Leningrad Uh, from where Shostakovich was listening. And then to even perform it um, was a huge undertaking. No matter that the the city was under siege, but um, this work, it's an hour and a quarter to perform. So the endurance and the physical sort of endurance to have to perform it was another thing altogether. Yeah. Quite remarkable. Absolutely. Yes. It was such a moving read and... uh, Really great history lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently reread it in, in preparation for today's podcast, but I had a really eerie feeling when I was reading. Um, I was mm-hmm. thinking about what's happening in Ukraine at the moment, mm-hmm. and I began to wonder about the musicians and other creatives in Ukraine and what must be going through their minds and, mm. you know, what, what's happening for them. But yeah. just an impeccable, satisfying read. Yes. Loved it. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, let's move on to An Equal Music by the writer Vikram Sait. Yes, well, this one's a real love story that really, mm. really pulls at the heartstrings. It's about Michael's relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Julia, and his relationship with the other musicians in the Maggiore Quartet. Um, but mainly it resolves, revolves around the music that they were immersed in. Uh, you not only get to see the pressures and challenges involved in being a professional musician and their working life, and performing and all of that. But the book also takes you on a musical journey as well, featuring the works of Bach, Mozart, Brahms, and, of course, the Beethoven. Beethoven. Mm. Look, this would have to be one of my all-time favourite books. Um, It definitely would go on to my Mm. Desert Island bookcase Mm. if I had one. Um, And our main character, Michael, um, as a professional violinist, he's in his 30s and he's carrying a lot of trauma and he's never forgotten his first love, Julia. Um, And they had met when they were studying in Vienna over a decade previously and when they meet again by chance and and begin a a secret relationship um, and and this relationship um, gets um, severely um, affected by the fact that Julia is facing the catastrophe of of going deaf. Um, It's um, it's an exquisite story. It's evocative and 
deeply moving and so painful but and so romantic yes. I loved the, the settings in London, Vienna and, and Venice you get a really good sense of place don't you And mm-hmm. yeah. and what I did read about it, it, this novel was very well received by musicians um, it was felt that Vikram Seth really seems to get the intricacies of, of the struggle faced by working musicians um, yep. and he's got a a wonderful understanding of music. So I think he studied music at university uh, alongside economics. And um, he's he's really something. Um, I find his writing to be just divine. But, of course, I'm quite well known for having a huge literary crush on this man. <laughs> so moving from, from one thing, the sublime, to the... Uh, to the sublime. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the brand new, hot off the press, Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Yes. So this is a really interesting collaboration between the two of them, uh, a musician and, and a novelist. Um, Dolly has obviously had a few, huge influence in every aspect of this book. Um, you look at the two main female characters, they kind of reflect the different poles of her own career uh, with Anna Lee and her gutsy sort of determination to make it, you know, and um, the um, Rosanna, who is echoing Dolly's later career and status as a much-loved and revered country singer. Um the aspects of the music industry reflected in the novel are also very, very genuine, of course, because she, you know, she was able to influence that. Um, yes, and it really gives you a, a good glimpse into that world. Well, then the thriller sort of crime aspect of the story doesn't really feature till near the end of the book when Annalise's past starts to catch up with her. And um, then, of course, Dolly released this um, sound uh, this album. It's her 48th album um, at the same time as releasing the book. It's recorded in her own studio. And um, I reckon that the tracks just so effortlessly accompany the story. But the album is also um, strong enough to stand on its own merit. Mm-hmm. She's such an amazing musician. Yes. And, um, of course, the, there's an audio book that was released at the same time as the hard copy book. And um, it has Dolly um, and other uh, readers uh, narrating. And the audio book has actually had quite good reviews. Probably, I would say, mainly because Dolly narrates so well. Um, The story is, it's all big dreams and faded genes. um, (laughs) Because Annie Lee um, is an aspiring singer-songwriter who arrives in Nashville with nothing but the shirt on her back, literally. (laughs) And she's looking for a big break. Um, And she's eventually taken under the wing of the country superstar, Ruth Anna, uh, and Ruth Anna is very wise and um, mentors her and offers advice like, if you want to make it in this town, being talented is just one little tiny part of the battle. Fearlessness is mandatory and shamelessness sure as hell don't hurt. You know, and I could just imagine Dolly giving that sort of advice yeah. too. Yeah. And um, Ruth Anna 
um, also known as Dolly, I guess, has some real zingers. Um, she quotes um, a lot of literary figures, but and um, this is a quote, I think it's actually from Zora Neale Hurston, but um, it's a classic. I've been in Sorrow's kitchen and I've licked out all the pots. So that would be a line in a country music yeah. song, wouldn't it? <laughs> So classic. Yeah, but what you were saying as well, um, we see the not only the glamour of the music industry, but also the hard grind and the all too common, sadly, abusive power dynamics and predatory behaviours that are, are suffered by particularly young women artists. Um, young men, of course, too. But now, And I found the book reminded me a lot of the TV series Nashville, which uh, ran for six seasons and um, finished just a couple of years ago. But um, it was a really fun, fun read. Um, fans of James Patterson won't be disappointed. And um, of course, Dolly Parton, as the queen of country music, she's adored by millions. So I expect this book is going to do really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's just so many music novels out there. So there's, yeah, enough for a lifetime of of reading. Yeah. Now look, let's jump over to to non-fiction books about music, um, and because the libraries have huge numbers of these, but um, a New Zealand one. Um, let's uh, talk about Hell's a Poppin, The Art of Flying Nun, which is edited by David Simpson. Yes, well, um, funnily enough, David Simpson is part of the From the Pit collaboration oh. of photographers, so it's a funny sort of link there. <laughs> um, yes, but Hell's a Poppin, is, it's a lovely wee book. Um, it was published to coincide with the 40th anniversary of the founding of Flying Nun Records in Christchurch and um, also to accompany the exhibition of the same name at the Christchurch Art Gallery in 2021. So it's a really colourful and varied selection of works by artists, photographers, we've got designers and filmmakers, all these people that were associated with the label over the years. Um, It focuses mainly on the early years, uh, which is quite cool because the musical output then, um, it was supported by this very active and engaged kind of community of visual creatives. They contributed hugely to the success of the label, uh, which of course became a household name. And um, it reflects that kind of can-do, um, do-yourself sort of aesthetic that the musicians um had it was reflected in the artwork. Now, when I was reading through the book, um, I felt it gave me more of an insight into their creative processes. Um, it made me realise in producing a CD or even in a performance in a concert, it requires this intersection or collaboration with this whole other art, artistic um, sort of creative side. So it's not just the musician, but it is the graphic artist, the photographer, the designer, as well as the sound engineer, producer, and all the rest. Um, And sometimes these other creatives are forgotten a bit. They get overlooked. So it's nice to see their work recognised and appreciated, both through uh, the exhibition that was on in Christchurch and through the publication of this 
amazing book. Yeah, look, it's a wonderful book, isn't it? And I think it really does show us that it, it takes a village to to produce an album. Um, I found um, I got a, quite a feel for the process involved in producing live music or recording works, um, and it gave me quite an insight into the struggle that musicians face. It certainly isn't an easy profession to be in. Hey, Marilyn? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but it's a book that's totally worth checking out. And it's, it's large format, makes it really a nice one to have on your coffee table. It's um, beautifully produced. It's engaging. But it doesn't take itself too seriously. No. And, no. yeah, that's something that I really love about it. Yeah. Well, look, we're running out of time, sadly. Marilyn, I could have gone on for ages. So (laughs) thank you for being part of Books and Beyond today. It's been great having you on board and um, really great to get your insights and and recommendations. Um, We must have you back on the show someday. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Alison. I've just enjoyed it so much. Thank you very much for inviting me onto the show. And um, I'd love to come back sometime. Yay! That's good. I'll hold you to that sometime. Hey, now to our listeners, enjoy New Zealand Music Month. Really have fun with it. And check out the huge array of music resources on offer at Auckland Libraries. In the meantime, happy reading, happy listening, take care, haerera, ka kite ano. by Auckland Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day.